Unlimited is a weekly relationships podcast that focuses on how to develop, improve, and sustain thriving marriages. Our goal is to help you establish strong relationships with yourself and with those around you. I invite you today to adventure on the beauty of relationships, the joy of discovering your potentials, as well as those of your spouse. Hi, I'm Helen, Certified Master Life Coach and Certified Relationships Coach, and I'm all about relationships. Welcome to Love Unlimited. Hello and welcome to another episode of Love Unlimited with Helen. Today we are going to look at methods of conflict resolution in marriage. I have talked about how to solve disagreements in marriage. The fact that you disagree, it does not mean that you hate each other. It does not mean that you are incompatible. It also does not mean that you married the wrong spouse. Absolutely not. Disagreements to me are actually what I call checks and balances in a relationship. At every one time in life, things have to be shaken up a bit so that we can see how stable they are. Life in itself does that. And sometimes I look at illness as a check and balance. If you overwork yourself, your body starts breaking down and you start falling ill. If you expose yourself too much, you get virus infections and your body balances itself out. If you overeat, you get stomachache and the body checks itself out. You'll either go and throw up or have a diarrhea or whatever it is. And the body checks itself out. That is part of nature. And conflict in marriage is inevitable. There's a proverb in my country or in my culture that says you cannot put two glass, you cannot put two cups or glasses in the same box and they don't cling and clang against each other. They have to hit against each other. And that is how it is. As long as you live together, share the same space, share the same love, have a relationship, and you spend time in bed together or even just even in a space of a house. Whether you're married or not, there will be conflicts. You can never have a life without differences in views. And differences in views is not necessarily negative. However, when does a difference in view become a conflict? It becomes a conflict when it gets so much worked up, fired up, that emotions become stirred and there is a heated verbal exchange or a falling apart of a couple or not talking to each other. That now makes it a conflict. There is some form of extra energy that is dispersed in that disagreement. And when it gets there, the sooner it is dealt with, the better. For instance, if you suffer from food poisoning, the sooner you address that, the better. If you don't, you risk getting dehydrated. You even risk dying. The same with marriage. If there's a heated conflict or a disagreement, the sooner you deal with it, to avoid marital death or dehydration or fatigue, mental, psychological, spiritually, the sooner you deal with it, the better. 
But how do you do it when the only person you love and talk to is the same person who is your assailant according to you? There are many ways. The first one is to bring to the notice of whoever you feel has hurt you or affected you negatively. You let them know that you have you have these feelings about whatever has been said. That is the first stage of communication. And my advice at this point is avoid being emotional when you're talking about that. Let it come out as clearly as possible. If you add negative emotion to it, it fuels the conflict further. For instance, maybe I do not like the way my husband comes late after work. Or maybe after work he goes and hangs out with his friends, comes home very late every day. There are two ways I can deal with it. I can either decide to lock the doors, put a bolt and sleep the night away, make him sleep outside however much he knocks or calls, I don't open. Which means when he comes in the morning, I have just postponed the trouble, he will come very angry and will start a fight. Or I can open the door and tell him calmly, I don't like this new habit of you coming late every night. You're disturbing my sleep. I'm tired. I have to work tomorrow. And waking me up in the middle of the night to open the door for you is not called for. Plus, you're no longer spending time with you as you should. Your friends seem to take for you more of your time than me. I feel I'm being left behind. I'm being ostracized. I feel unloved. I feel unappreciated. And you say how you feel. Don't go saying it this way. You are making me feel hated. You hate me. You don't like me. You don't love me anymore. You don't care about me anymore. You do the Now that changes from being a talk, an expression of how you feel to accusation. When you start telling your spouse how he does to you or does not do to you, that is an accusation. But when you address the behavior that you don't like, I don't like you coming late. I feel that you are taking too much time there. I don't feel appreciated. I don't feel cared for. In this case, I am not accusing him of not caring for me. So when you mention, avoid accusing. Those are two different paths. If you go on the accusation path, you can be sure you'll go down a rabbit hole of accusations and counter-accusations. And that will go on until the sun rises and sets again. And what does that do? It makes it worse. You become hateful of each other. You become disrespectful of each other. You start using bigger, worse, more harmful words. Instead of that, express your feelings in a more polite way without making the other person feel like they are the assailant or the criminal because how you feel may not necessarily be it what you think is going on may not be necessarily what you're thinking you may think that your friend your husband left work and went and hanged out with his friends while in the real sense he had to work overtime some of those days or had to get another extra job secretly for whatever reason Or it may just be something else other than what you're thinking. The fact that you feel unloved, ignored, and catered for is simply a result of what you're thinking. Therefore, if the fact 
parts of the story do not go with what you think, even the feeling that you had before changes. Another way of looking at it is also asking in a more loving and polite way. Honey, I noticed that yesterday you came at 1 a.m. Last Saturday you came at 3 a.m. Today you just woke me up at 2.30. Is there any way that we can do or we can handle so that you can come earlier? Is there anything I can do so that you can come earlier and not have to wake me up to open the door for you? You know, it is not safe to be out late and you coming in. And if I leave the door open, it may also be risky. Is there a way we can discuss this and solve this problem? I do not appreciate the fact that I have to be woken up late at night to open the door for you. And it may be that you're spending time with your friends. And remember now that you're a married person, some things are supposed to change. Is there a way you can create a room in your life for me in the evenings? I am 100% sure this approach will disarm your spouse completely. They will feel guilty for having made that error or oversight and they will apologize. Always remember in conflict resolution, the first step towards solving that conflict or solving that problem is how it is kicked off. If you kick it off with accusation, it ends up being a battle, a downhill. If you con if you start saying how you feel, definitely expect your spouse to explain in his or her defense. But if you look at it as a common problem where both of you can find a solution, this one has success most of the time. And without any confrontation and counter-confrontation or accusation, the partner will want to change so that he or she does not hurt the person whom they have been hurting. These are just but a few ways of internal ways of conflict resolution. I have not addressed involving a third party because I know that one comes when things have gone too far. But I believe very much so that if you both agreed to marriage without external help, then you are able to solve your problems as a couple, both of you. Because the hardest part in marriage is saying I do and you did. The hardest part is going on that first date, second date and falling in love and making that decision that this is the person you want to be with for the rest of your life. That makes very many people jittery. Well, this is nothing compared to that. Therefore, any disagreements or dissatisfactions should be expressed in a loving, caring, diplomatic manner so that you don't have to go down that rabbit hole again. You don't have to keep your spouse on guard again. You don't have to keep your lover aloof again. Who doesn't want to have a loving spouse next to them every time? Well, you can win them over every time, 100% of the time, with your tongue. 
And if you want to learn more about that, please check out my website, guruhelen.com. And you can also buy my marriage coaching book, Takes Two to Tango, How to Enjoy Lifelong Marriage. You'll get it also on my website. If you have a minute on the go, you can get that book also on amazon.com. It's a book about how to in marriages, just like the one we just shared today. And until next week, this is Helen signing out. Peace and love to y'all.